Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with the Mojo Maker and host Nikki Fogden Moore, the Vitality Expert, dedicated to helping you be the CEO of your business and your life with special industry and life-leading guests, top tips on how you can create that magical blend of healthy, wealthy, and wise for CEOs, entrepreneurs, founders, and people who do things with life. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mojo Maker show in turbulent times. We're doing some special interviews at the moment, but I still believe that what we're going to talk about today will actually serve you in any test of preparation planning and being on purpose in life. So it's a special guest I have today from New Zealand, from Auckland, Todd Pierce, co-founder and co-owner of Pierce Brothers, a father of three, an avid crayfisherman lover of the water and also all things life. You've had to navigate through the most incredible last eight weeks, Todd. Welcome to the show to talk about how do you prepare for lockdown with 48 hours notice? Thanks, Nikki. I think the thing about the 48 hours notice is that it sounds like quite a lot, but it's not. That 48 hours goes so fast and if you're a business owner, uh, you've got an enterprise with staff and other things and families, children and all those things, those 48 hours, we've all commented that 48 wasn't enough. 72 would have been a, a much more comfortable number. We got it done in 48. Took a massive team effort to do it. So let's set the scene for everybody. I mean, a few weeks ago, we, we had each other on the phone. We were talking about preparing for a massive potential downtime in business as there was a pandemic racing through the globe. And, um, you know, you have some businesses that you operate, a family, and also you only had the information to hand of what was being given by government and media. So from your perspective between three weeks ago, we're now sitting at March 25th, I think it is, or 26th. What has happened for you in that journey as a snapshot from, oh, you know, we probably need to start planning to uh, we're now taking our cars off the street and actually looking at supplies for a month? It was, it was amazing the transition, the speed of transition from, look, it's the rest of the world, it's not really us, we're down here in the bottom of the world, we're, we're fairly insulated, it, it won't happen. You know, it won't come to us, we won't get it that bad. To that holy shit moment of actually this is us and what we thought might be maybe a month or two months out is actually now only 48 hours out. And that, that stark reality was enough to push some people sort of into flat out panic and others just dug in and just said okay right let's write lists of what has to be done and looking back i wish we'd been more prepared uh, a bit more proactive we've got the company in a, in a slightly more cashed up position because we carry a lot of stock uh, we've got 38 staff and we need to account for their families government support towards those has been what i would say is on the bare bare minimal line of adequate and only just uh, it's still going to leave us in a position where moving forward, you know, 10, 12 weeks, weeks out from now, it's going to be a highly uncertain time. So I think one of the things we spoke about and the reason that you're kindly providing your time, you know, while you're at home is the fact that there wasn't any clear information or any governance or any practicality around how do you prepare and what are the facts and stats. So 
from your perspective, Todd, what do you think you've done well in being a leader who's conscious across both business and personal sides, planning for this event with only the information from your inner circle and the government and media to deal with? I think it's probably something we should highlight right now is, is stop listening to the government. Stop listening to your friends, your neighbours, other business people. Just ignore them all and start looking at what's actually happened overseas. Take it on board and act today as if it had already happened because it's going to come. Interestingly now, statistics are starting to flow. Here in New Zealand, they're saying the reverse modelling they're using shows that if we've got 200 uh, known cases, there's something like four to 7,000 cases actually in the community live at the moment. So whilst that might sound a bit um, panic-driven, it's actually not. It's true reverse modelling that, that's factual, it's facts and stats, and we know that the bell curves can be incredibly steep. The key learning in this is to act now. Like, if you're in Australia, your government is actually, whoa, we would say it's really slow. Like a, political, a political show. <laughs> because <laughs> that could, we could but, go on a whole different tangent for that. But uh. <laughs> They're acting really, I guess, cautiously and slowly, but at the same time, it's too slow. And you guys need to prepare yourselves today based on the fact that not only is it coming when it comes, it'll come with such a rush, you're going to get caught off guard. So we already know that there's military that are being deployed out, uh, maybe not visible. We know already that, um, you know, some states have shut down. Let's just take the end result scenario that we have a federal lockdown. We get a warning uh, and it's 48 hours. You've been through this, Todd. You got that on your phone. What do you think we can tell people listening and watching to this video of the 26th of March, midst of the, uh, the crisis here? to prepare themselves so they're not taken by surprise? What, where should we start? I think the first thing is, let's start with what do you do when you get that message? I think the first thing that we sat down, both, both as a family and as a work team, we got the senior team together and we came up with an analogy of how we were going to approach this. And the first analogy was, is this a class A action? Is it good for you? Is it good for me? Does it serve the greater God? Mm-hmm. That led us to not make any redundancies up front in the company. We're doing our very level best to hold the thing together. Um, and then really from there, we started applying that across every decision we made. And that applied to both work and home. And I think if you were going to make a start, make a start there. Then from there, get highly, highly organised, you know, and, and the level of organisation that you have and the degree and depth to which you go into it is going to make a huge difference of how unenjoyable or enjoyable this next four to eight weeks of lockdown is going to be. Little things like make sure there's plenty of games in the house, things that allow you to socialise together and have fun, um, anything that keeps the children entertained and gives them something practical to do. The same for ourselves. I think it's an important thing that we acknowledge now that as business leaders and managers and uh, people are just generally very busy and used to being achievers and getting things done, that we've got a plan in place because we can all see in the past where people around us have high, high levels of stress have had a nervous breakdown because the level of stress has been too high. 
Well, in reverse, you know, people who are used to high levels of just doing stuff and high levels of stress and all the rest of it, if you take that all off us, we're going to turn on ourselves and go, shit, what do we do? And all of a sudden you can actually end up mentally in a, in a space where you're mentally unwell because you actually haven't got anything to do. Right? This is where having a plan to have exercise routines, routines in the house, routines for fun, routines for learning, all these things are going to be really important to have structured in everybody's day so that we don't all actually just lose our minds. Yeah, and I, I think when we're talking about doing this show together, I said what we should do is, you know, there's three or four different avenues of the reality. There's like day one, which is resources, business, cash, like survival things, and then you and then you actually look at, you know, interpersonal relationships and day two and co-creation, cohabiting and, and putting structure in your place for your family. And then the other part of that is your own mental well-being as a leader in your home and when that job is taken away from you because businesses are forced to close. So I think for today's purpose, so we can bite chunk those, uh, bite-size those down into chunks, I think what we should do is as soon as you get that text message, it's about what do you need to have on hand to feel that you are safe, secure, and prepared in your home that you can operate for 30 days or whatever. And uh, what, what's the first thing you'd say to any father, any leader, any business owner when that text comes through? What do you need to go gather? I think the first thing I'd say is don't wait for the text. Get it done today. Yeah. It's, it's seriously important that we do it today. Yep. Um, and try and think on a multiple of levels from both business to personal to fun. You know, think about, you know, um, having the right things in the house in, in terms of making food tasty, you know, because we, we don't know what the food chain supply is going to be like. So make sure you've got adequate stuff in the freezer. Make sure you've got stuff to make food tasty and enjoyable. And, you know, it's going to be the little things that kind of make life bearable and enjoyable going forward. But the key element is do it now, get really highly organized and make sure that you've, you've got all your ducks in a row because it's coming. And I also think chatting to staff is like a huddle with staff and a huddle with family. And if everybody can manage and you can keep that communication going, uh, you know, doors will be opening up again. It's how we manage that interim time where we don't just, people don't just walk away and feel like their backs are turned. So it's, it is forcing people though to also spend a lot of time together. And I think we'll get onto that uh, when we talk about phase two, which is you're stuck inside your home with three kids, a partner and a dog. What do you do next? The other thing is dealing with surrendering, Todd. I, I know this is a very powerful word. It doesn't mean giving up. It means a, an understanding that there are greater forces at nature. How was that for you when you just went, I'm prepared, I'm a man that's in control and I've planned, but at a certain point, you know, this is, this is going to happen anyway. I can't force it. I can't push it back. I can't stop it. It's an avalanche. It's coming. So I've got to get my parachute. I think it's really important to actually sit back and acknowledge individually where you're at in that process. Two weeks ago, I, I kind of got on the edge of being in that panicky mode and caught myself getting into that mode. I remember and that. then sat down and wrote out the facts and stats, wrote out a plan of what it might look like as best we saw it. The minute I committed it to paper, I actually got it all out in about probably two and a half hours uh, and I put the whole lot in an envelope. And I sealed that envelope and I put it away on a shelf and I left it there 
between that sort of two and a half week point and the point where we got that text saying, right, it's all go. Yeah. And then just having it there and having it written, having it in an envelope that says, okay, I'm putting that on hold now. That's in the box and I'll use it when I need it. Then actually freed me up to know in my own mind that I could surrender and just let it go because there was no point in fighting it and, and wrestling with it every day. There was what we could do, what we could plan for, and what we could allow for. And then outside of that, there was a line where you just had to say, everything after this is unknown and just let it be and just surrender to the fact that we won't know what it looks like until we're staring at the face. And one of the other interesting things we talked about as well was, you know, a lot of people were like, right, I'll just go bush. I'll pack my family up in the boat or we'll get the camper van and we'll head off into blue yonder. And I know in New Zealand, they've, they've locked marinas down. They've closed off national parks, hunting areas. Uh, so the proverbial going bush for a lot of people with their families is actually being, um, you know, put on hold and reversed. So where people felt they could escape and, and spend time out reconnecting with each other with a sense of freedom, that sense of freedom has also been somewhat taken away in the last 48 hours. Absolutely. Yeah, it has and it needs to be. It's an absolute paramount that we all adhere to the program. And, you know, the stay-at-home message is the, the strongest message we can send. Um, everybody needs to get a grip on just how bad this really is. Uh, people are generally quite ambivalent about it, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that Kiwis have actually done really well in the last 24 hours to come around. Uh, we've seen a backlash uh, against companies that were planning to open the public backlash there was strong. You know, Kiwis have actually really in the last 24, maybe 48 hours, really started taking this seriously and stepping up and saying, actually, you know what, we need to do our part here. And, you know, whilst all of us, are, and me included, you know, I was looking forward to getting off the barrier with the boat and fishing and mucking around with the kids out on the boat, they've said no. And so we're all, sadly, just towing the line and actually doing what we're told because unless we do sort of four to six weeks will turn into 12 to 20 weeks. And even for my business model, you know, six to 12 weeks of this, we can weather that storm. We're, we're positioned to do that. We've got great business partners and, you know, we've got great support from the government. We can do that. 12 to 24 weeks, forget it. No one's going to make it through. Yeah. We have to do our bit to condense this to the shortest possible time frame. So let's just recap what doing our bit really means to co-create, collaborate and condense what we can do and confine the pain as long as possible because it will keep popping up. I just read as well that even though it was contained when they took the containment out of the, um, the area in China, the virus came back again. So I think at the moment we need to give people some calm and practical immediate advice. If you're listening to this, no matter when it is, it never hurts to know what your cash flow is. It never hurts to have some cash on hand. It never hurts to have some basic supplies in your house and not just live day to day because you never know what's coming. And secondly, how you communicate to your relatives, your staff and your loved ones right now is essential. Uh, Clarity, not panic making sure that people know you're safe. I think it's it's about just making sure that there is a due diligence around this as well, right, Todd? Uh, yeah, there's that. And there's also we're going to have a sense of community as well. You know, we can we can contribute here to the less fortunate around us. We've got neighbours in our direct neighbourhood who are, you know, in that really high risk zone. They're, they're post-60 years old. 
going to the supermarket with them actually represents a really clear and definitive risk. You know, so we've got a, a social media group going on Facebook that's our street network. And if somebody's going to the shops and somebody needs something, rather than everybody risking themselves all the time and clogging up the system down there, people are actually saying, well, I need a bit of this and a bit of that. And people are just dropping it at the curbside as they come back. And so it's contactless and it's helping those people that really are at a high level of risk stay out of those environments. And so there we go. Let's talk about best practice. Uh, Using Facebook and social media platforms to talk about positive ways you can support each other, practical tips to do door drops, groceries, and finding out if there are people in your direct neighborhood that actually need assistance. Um, Avoid posting fear-mongering things and actually ask where people need help. Uh, Put out spare things you don't use that perhaps other neighbors don't have access to. I know it sounds really simple, but a collection of games or, you know, people have got things in their garage that they don't have kids at home anymore that other families could really utilize. And because that's the thing, 48 hours goes very fast, doesn't it, Todd? Oh, look, that, that 48 hours, when I look back at it now, was just a blur. I, I don't know how we did it. I've got the most unreal team of people around me. They, they you know, to do what we did, I mean, and, and one day we shifted 100 cars physically from one site to another. So we could help with the security measures around making sure there was minimal loss and damage and looting and those sorts of things. You know, the team that I had were just amazing what they did. So, you know, I've, I've got to take the hat off to them. It was amazing. But that 48 hours, it's, it's just not, it's so fast. And then the other thing um, for yourself, keeping yourself in good spirits, and we spoke about your own daily routines and structures for your sovereign self. What do you think you've put in place now going forward? This is your, I think your first or second day of traditional isolation. The business is officially closed off the lots uh, and you are now at home with three kids in your family home and uh, a woodwork project. <laughs> yeah, so I'm fortunate enough to have uh, the ability to, to go out to the shed and, and do a bit of woodworking as a project to keep me occupied. I think it's going to be a really big thing. Also it means the kids can help out a level with that. Um, and it gets me away from the wife. I think she'll be pretty happy with that concept. But yeah, I mean, it's day one for us. And the, I think the boredom is going to be probably one of the most daunting things to, to cover off for, you know, four to six weeks. Um, we are restricted in, you know, what we can do and where we can go. But I think having a plan and having routines, I've already set these two days aside specifically to do nothing and just rest and catch up a little bit. The week leading into this was, was difficult. There were a lot of very difficult decisions to make. Ones that weighed on me a lot too, because we're talking about, you know, we've got 38 staff that we care for. And um, so those decisions are, are weighty. And so now the next two days are all just about resting. And then after that, it's a, I'll have a set routine of exercise, rest, learning, studying, reading, meditating, and just having that daily structure set up so that I'm just not aimless and wandering around doing nothing. Isn't it so funny, you know, uh, everyone spent the majority of their time trying to be so busy that they couldn't go and do groceries or they had to hire someone to do this, that and the other. We've lost a lot of practical independent skills in our community over the years because of the nature of the workplace and how our hours have been managed, but how do you feel um, as a man walking into this now with some time to actually start picking up the tools again and, 
and working in the in the garage on your cars in the shed like to utilize different aspects of your intellectual quota that probably you haven't tapped into for a long time uh, because you're always on the phone or driving somewhere this is a complete 180 for you it's funny, Oliver, my oldest son, and I were just sat at the dinner table last night after everybody else left. And we were just chatting. I said, you know, as much as some of this stuff is really quite scary, there's an element which is quite exciting. He said, yeah, this is such a first. And uh, I guess there's only so many firsts in a lifetime. But there's an element of this time which is kind of exciting in that we've got this opportunity to really just hang out, have some fun. Um, be together and and make the most of, of what is a difficult situation. But yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to actually just having some fun with the kids over the next four to six weeks, and you know, going for walks and going for swims because we're right by the ocean here. So you know, we're fortunate in that regard. And I think some would say you're in a fortunate position, um, and due to your own planning, preparation, how you run your business, and foresight. But there are many people listening to this show that really got. Uh, big surprise. They've maybe just made big investments in their business. They didn't have the cash flow to support going forward. They didn't really have long-term planning um, with some savings in their account. They were mortgaged and they had car payments and and they're staring down a different barrel right now. And so there's an associated amount of shame coming out for many males in families at the moment and and, and females as well. But I, I, I especially relate to some of the stories I'm hearing where you know not looking under the hood in the past year or two has created a crisis mode in many ways than one which is feeding your family paying your mortgage paying your car payments and realizing that your financial position for the next six months isn't really that rosy so mental health around this time is imperative todd what would you say man to man for any one of those guys that can't go out on their boat that can't go to bush that can't go walk about that are faced full on with this reality. What's the first piece of advice you've had a head in your hands moment you would give them? Surrender. Just surrender. Give it up. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to solve it. We're all in the same boat. You know, there'll be varying degrees of financial hardship, but everyone's going to endure it. It's going to happen on a global scale, not, not national, not in your, in your town, global, everyone's going to be there. There'll be government solutions that are put out there. A great deal of people out there who are really worrying right now, who are worrying they won't make it through it, they will. They don't realise it. But if they just surrender to it, stay calm, stop the panic, and actually just let your subconscious work through this, these things, quietly over the next four to six weeks. We've had lots of time. You know, some of the solutions will present themselves. The government will present some solutions. And generally speaking, one of the positives about this particular situation, it's not like the, the, the last GFC of 0809, where on the other side of it, the banks and finance companies were essentially broke. They're not. The governments aren't broke. The banks aren't broke. Your finance companies are not broke. Everyone is in the same boat. So you're not on your own. It'll pass and there'll be solutions along the way. And I think the other thing is, I mean, you engaged, uh, we spoke a while ago, 
uh, and we've done a lot of work together in the past six months on what I would call the superconscious, right? So understanding you're at that chatter, that ego chatter, that little voice in the back of your head that is just so debilitating and quite dangerous and run, recognizing that that's not, you don't have to listen to that. And I think that this is a very defining time for a lot of people understanding self from that, that little subconscious voice. So, you know, who to listen to is very important. Having good support that can understand where you sit as a leader is exceptionally important and being able to just to verbalize what you're really going through without judgment, I think is the third thing. So I think my two comments on that would be learned, learn not to trust your first thought. Yeah. Your first thoughts are likely to be one of panic or fear or ego just allow that, that thought to come in and just acknowledge it as a first thought and then think to yourself, well, what's the second and third and fourth thought around this? But don't just let that first thought come in and become predominant in what you're thinking because it's, it's largely likely that it's untrue. Yep. And then moving on to, you know, the sphere of people around you, everybody knows somebody who's better than they are, who's better at it than they are, who's done it before, who's older, you know, listen to them. Listen to them all too. Listen to the ones that you respect. Listen to more than one person. Find three, four, five people who have been through the, you know, the 87 crash, the 92 crash, the 98 crash, the 08 GFC. There's a wealth of people out there who have been through this before us and they all got through it in one way, shape, form or another. A lot of them came out a lot, lot stronger for it. Use that strength, use that knowledge. Be a sponge. Take it all in. Exactly. And then, you know, uh, please reach out. If you're listening to this, uh, you can leave comments on the show notes, on YouTube, on vitalitycoach.com.au, on the blog. We will be putting comments. We're here to answer questions to support you. There are helplines, government hotlines, business lines. Also, go and dive into your inner circle and band together and create your council of knowledge, you know, in your local neighborhood, in your local industry. Um, you know, in your local leisure group that you have, whatever's going to give you a shared intellectual power, it's the common good right now that is going to prevail. So it's not about fighting through this. It's about making intelligent decisions uh, for a sustainable future and, and really being open to the reality. And I think Todd being prepared, having a plan and doing it now is your greatest message from your experience in the last 48 hours with the lockdown in New Zealand. I really thank you for taking some time out on your first day with family to share your experience. And also we will put some of Todd's comments on, you know, planning preparation and huddles in here. The class A action, the category A, I wrote about that on Monday Mojo that Todd spoke about as well. Is it good for you? Is it good for other people? And is it good for the greater good? So that trifecta has to be in play that you are in alignment with a bigger purpose in what you're doing. Don't hoard, be scared, fight and grab onto, but see what can you share. And the last thing is every single one of us is going through this at different levels, different timings and different scales, but please don't ignore the gravity of the situation because we're in it and it's not a dress rehearsal. And if you need help, we're here to answer those questions. So Todd, to all the staff at PS Brothers that have rallied around and uh, under you and Glenn with great leadership have managed to do the remarkable in 48 hours, well, kudos to them too. Um, I hope that your sustenance around that prevails and that everybody is back in action when the doors do open and um, thank you so much for your time 
Yeah, thanks to you too, Nikki. Thanks for everything over the last six months. It's uh, certainly made a big difference in being ready for this, even though we didn't see it coming. There's always something that helps great leaders shine. So this is probably just one of those moments. And remember, guys, this is not about doing what you've always done. This is forcing you to look around the edge of the box and to come up with a game plan that is pioneering and to create a new landscape for leadership at home. So be the change that you want to see. Limit your shade throwing and your, um, I would say, criticism of government and get informed and make good decisions and take matters into your hand that you feel that you can protect your family uh, with safety and discernment. Uh, We're here to help you. So wishing you all the best. To those families that are not coping, there is always uh, someone here to listen. Uh, And to those guys that are out there and you don't want to talk about it, please leave a comment. We will put you in the right direction. No matter where you are in this world, you are not alone. And and thank you for tuning in to the Vitality Coach, to YouTube, Vitality Coach TV, and the Mojo Maker Show. Uh, We're here to support you. Stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. And thanks very much, Todd Pierce. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we'd love your review on iTunes, or you can jump online to thevitalitycoach.com.au. For more from Nikki, to sign up for the Monday Mojo and the Vitality Coach TV on YouTube. 